You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, gang. We're back one more time for one more episode in Season 3. Yeah. Welcome to Riverdale, gang, the critical commentary watch-along podcast, unseated... Wait, hang on. Recorded here on Unseated Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish Territory. That's the most disrespectful land acknowledgement I've ever given. It was by accident. Let's just toss in and we should give that land back. We gotta start returning that land. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, there. I've been meaning to do that for a while anyway. Yeah, we should be returning land to First Nations. Hey, anyway, Riverdale. Hey, Riverdale, where they have not repatriated any land. Nope. At least Tony got some arc and power. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, she got drugged by a white lady. True. And she seems to recognize immediately how messed up that was. Yes. <laughs> which is which is one thing I can appreciate. Nana the, Rose is the secret hero of this episode, by I the way. I mean, Nana Rose also is responsible for Pel- Penelope Blossom in her own way. Oops, Presumably it's Nana Rose's late husband, who hopefully Nana Rose murdered. Uh, True. I didn't think about but that. But also, Nana Rose had a, a, a factor, had a, had a role in this. True. Nana Rose has been around for some dark stuff. You can't really blame Penelope. I mean, you can. I can't. I love it. She's, I she's the villain I wanted. I saw her in a cafe yesterday. I know you mentioned that, and two days ago. I'm, like, I wish we had known what was coming. Before your encounter, because I, I feel like it would have been twice as thrilling. I did have a moment. So she has a really. Like, 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 she was either giving an interview or providing some mentorship or something. Mm -hmm, I didn't mm -hmm, eavesdrop, mm -hmm. but she was talking to this younger woman. Right. Um, on Granville Island, and she just, like, she just has this very, I forget the actress's name. So does Ryan. Okay, we're looking up. (laughs) Keep talking, Chloe, while I look up. Um, but she just has this, like, really cool, like, bright, intelligent energy. Mm. And, um, that was cool. Um, and I didn't say, I love your work, as she went by, but, um, I wish I had. Natalie Bolt, that's her name. Natalie. Na- na- Natalie. It's pronounced the same. Is it? Even though there's an H. It's just French, somehow. What is French? Um, Natalie Bolt. Anyway, so she seemed like, she seemed real cool. Yeah. Um, But I did have a moment, I'm sorry to reduce someone to their looks for a hot second, but, Mm -mm -mm. um, you know when you meet a movie star and you're like... Oh, right. That's how good-looking you have to be to be in the, <laughs> the movies. She's, like, literally physically perfect. <laughs> like, her face is just, like, perfectly symmetrical, mm-hmm. really cute, but, like, really feminine and, like, really mature. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, that's why I gave up on being an actor. <laughs> that's right. I remember now. She got the look. She got the and look. she got to play this episode. What a what a what a journey of Penelope we got this week. Yeah, I would imagine that like. I don't even know what I imagined. I was sort of surprised to see Chick, by the way. Yeah, same. That caught me off guard. I was. I thought Jason Blossom was back, and I was like kind of here for it. Same. I was. I was. I was ready for something weird, <laughs> but I'm actually so delighted by the mundane human answers to everything. I got I got I got to say that. I'm happy that we didn't roll around to a supernatural place, but that everything feels heightened and super real and cinematic. But the thing is we know that magic is real in this universe. 
because it's in the same universe as Sabrina. It's true, but until it appears, real. but until it appears on the Riverdale screen, it's not. Yeah, I guess. As so. much as we know that they're the same creative world, the same intention, until it actually happens, they're not the same world, right? I guess so. Yeah. Um, even if they're rumble, the same, rumble, rumble, rumble. even if they share so much. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons I had a hard time taking this episode seriously is partly because I've been in the like violent immersion mm. um, of Game of Thrones recently. I haven't seen the most oh, recent episode. Yes. Don't say anything. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, don't say well, anything. Well, we can't on the podcast be mean. <laughs> yes. No one say anything. <laughs> I have. I have um, thoughts, feelings. Yes, I For know. another tape, probably. Uh, yes. Um, so I've been... So I realized when I was watching the last couple of episodes of season eight of Game of Thrones that mm. I... Um, didn't remember a lot of like very significant emotional moments. So I've mm. been like going hard the last 10 days doing a full rewatch of the mm. entire show. And um, I just got to the end of season seven and I'm, so I'm going to rewatch season eight tonight and mm-hmm. then the new episode. Right, right, right. And um, take it out a run. Uh, and um, it's so violent. So like, and like, so the emotional stakes are so high. Right. So watching this show, I was like, oh, the kids are like, maybe gonna get poisoned, but they're not. (laughs) And then Archie's gonna like fight the mountain, but not really. (laughs) And Jughead's gonna be, you know what I mean? Like I just, I didn't like the emotional stakes weren't there. I was comfortably disappointed by Archie and Jughead's challenges being pointless. Oh yeah, the girls one was so good though. Yeah. The girls one was so good. Well, yeah, I'm just choosing to play it as in-world Penelope actually respecting women. And recognizing (laughs) that the dudes are here to punch people. Yeah, they're the dangerous ones. Okay. (laughs) Um, Problems with the Saw game, yes. But on the whole, like... I, I didn't believe anyone was going to die. I didn't believe any of our core four were going to die this episode. I'm so but glad the Black Hood is actually finally dead, though. Oh right on screen, properly and usefully, <sighs> completing that arc. Oh, so good. Um, I really thought the characters believed in the stakes. And I that was yeah. almost more interesting to me. Yeah, how yeah. they were going to get on this journey. Like, I don't feel the show ever promised me that the core four were ever in true danger. And it didn't have to. Yeah, there's been too many fake-outs yeah. at this point for me to be worried. Like, for totally. one of them to die at this point, the show would have to actually end. Right. Well, let's talk about that end scene after the after we rewatch the episode. Because yeah. that's a whole different genre play. Yes. That's an entirely different beast setting yeah. up a new season. That's like um, um, How to Get Away with Murder. That's what that reminded me of. That's exactly, technically... Yeah. It, it, it's directly... Taking that trope the same way season one took Twin Peaks as I've a setup. I've never seen any I, Twin Peaks, but yes. Yeah, like I am, I'm a rabid Shonda Rhimes fan, and I've watched yeah. all of How to Get Away with Murder, and yeah, I, I am. I immediately thought like this is not just stealing format, but this is fully jumping on a successful, almost parody. Cool. <laughs> um, and I'm here for it, but I, I think it's also going to be something very new and different, which is why I kind of want to get to that scene after we've rewatched the episode, Okay, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, any other preamble before we jump on in, Chloe? You should be warned, gang. I didn't like this episode. Ryan did. Yeah. That's all. Knowing that going in. Oh, man, I have to set up the Badoom before we Badoom. Generally. Can I just say, though? Yeah. It's... Betty was spectacularly dressed in this episode. Yep. Oh my god. Agreed. 
that for for yes, Betty's dress was well chosen by all the serial killers in her life. So many serial killers in her life. All right, gang, we queued up. I'm queued up. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's wa- let's watch a Riverdale gang. Let's do a Riverdale gang. Ready? Badoomba goes the Netflix. I guess for the American folks, that's your time to press play for previously on. I'm still so happy with the end and resolution of Hiram's story. Truly. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, even with his last little, I'm not gone in jail. I know. Can he just be gone, though? I mean, it'd, it'd be kind of nice. It would serve a purpose. I would just like Penelope to be, to be like, endgame villain, and then this show to end after season four is over. I honestly love that Penelope was this season's endgame villain. Yeah. She, that was, that was a, yeah, that was a surprise to me, and I'm so here for it. I didn't, I thought it, it was so well played, the way the pieces have been laid for two seasons. Yeah. To put Penelope in this role. When, but we were never looking directly at her with the focus intensity of the farm. You're there, Antoinette. <sighs> I'm, I mean, in retrospect, I'm glad she didn't straight murder Tony because that's how she rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I expect the show to ever, ever do that and pull out an episode and just kill a character wantonly, um, like Tony. May you never, Riffordale, may you never. Yeah, don't. <laughs> But, um, not. <laughs> in, in the, like, the contained slow build of this episode of building Penelope's power and powers, like, building how she acts, how she plays, putting it all together, really, really well done. Yeah. And, um, like, even remembering that Betty went to her as a low-key ally recently, I was thinking about that between episodes, actually. I was thinking about how Penelope Blossom was able to negotiate a twin away from Alice, Polly, and Edgar. Yeah. And how that was just a, well, I got one of them. And then we moved on. But we put no focus to just how much power she must have played to steal a child openly. Yeah. In front of the child's mother. Like, that's... Penelope's interesting. Yeah. Like, I believed all of her power expressed in this episode. I was not here for Betty having an orgasm. Oh, wow, that was going to be a lobotomy. All right. No, dear, that's not a lobotomy. He's removing your scalp. A lobotomy is a single ice pick through the eye hole uh, to scramble the frontal lobes. He is uh, removing her, the top of her head to probably initiate brain death and start picking your pieces out one by one. Oh. Yeah. No, he was going to harvest her for chunks there. That was, that was not a lobotomy. Gotcha. Cool. <laughs> Penelope Good. literally bought Betty talk in yeah. by by the steer. So Edgar's terrifying. Can we just talk about that for a sec? Edgar's so coldly terrifying. Yeah. Happily like, dissecting. At first humans. I was like, oh, maybe he's just like a weirdo. Yeah. But no. Mm-hmm. The the depths of his malice match nicely with the weight and depth of the character to me. Um and I, I like that it's a very human malice. He recruits people into a cult and then harvests them for organs. Yeah. When they vanish. It's pretty straightforward. It's honestly the most straightforward thing the show's given us. Nah. <sighs> you mean her kid, Jason? Uh, do, do, do. I, I was 
here for it. But we've been compromised, Evelyn. They, mm-hmm. These two actors don't have a ton of, like, romantic chemistry. They don't. And, I mean, they shouldn't? Well, they're married. I know, but they started us off with a parental dynamic. Like, it... it I don't know. There's, I know. there's how, no think way how, for this to be good. Think how creepy that would be if they had, like, really awesome, like, yummy chemistry. There's so no way. Uh, nah. I know. Like, it's <laughs> gross. I'm not endorsing it. It would be, it would be, it would be effective. <laughs> yes. It would be effective. Um, I loved seeing the cracks of Alice this episode. Yeah. Imagine Amic. Well done. Yeah. Like. Long game. This this face, this little subtle face, like so, so well placed, so well timed, so well performed. Oh, Magnamic blew me away here because she's out culting the cult guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, which like she's lived with a serial killer, been there, done that. By and, the way, this is not how this works legally. No, he's in jail, so you get everything. He's not dead. <laughs> Yeah, he's in jail, so everything gets seized, and you have trouble, like, paying for things for the next five years. Like season one. <sighs> but whatever. Whatever, whatever, here we are, whatever. Well, there's the dog. Underused Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald is here to get the tea on her son's love life. <laughs> yeah. Underused. underused. Although it was nice to see all of her feminist classmates just appear out of nowhere. Yeah, that, Molly's network... Mary's network is a good thing. That was fun. Molly Mary. Um, you know, oftentimes when Riverdale decides we're going to throw everything we've set up away, we're going to just wrap it all up into our own isolated genre piece episode, I'm usually not here for it. But the way they tied everything together by sort of letting all these enormous building tensions hang and then assembling assembling our crew i don't know it just something about this episode really worked and i think it's it might be how this episode itself was handled and done the 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 nuanced pacing of this episode really landed for me um this is also a rachel talele directed episode who spectacular cult film director um the first woman to direct doctor who oh that's cool i didn't know that Mm -hmm. she's a it's not really the direction i don't like it's just i think i just didn't like a lot of the themes of this season i don't Mm. care about the game Mm -hmm. i'm really annoyed that hal's back yeah god betty looks fabulous in that dress she does so does um penelope penelope looks so great i I didn't really feel like i got a good look at what veronica was wearing yeah i well i didn't care in contrast to how spectacular betty was like this is I definitely read this as much more a Penelope versus Betty setup, yeah. right? Like, the other three kids are thematically interesting, but who is Penelope really interested in here? <laughs> yeah. Agatha. That This was a very clever reveal as well. Like I, This surprised me. All the tied-together details of Penelope's past life fascinated me. Like, the way it all came together. As much as I I lament the loss of positive sex worker representation by yeah. making them the supervillains. Although, to be fair, pal of mine who's a sex worker, who's a fan of the show, mm-hmm. thinks Penelope Blossom's character is great. Doesn't have a problem. Great. Like, I wish she wasn't evil, but I understand exactly why she's evil. Yeah. Unlike every other evil person on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that out there. Un- unlike every other person who, Hal, Chick, blah, 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 whatever. They're evil. They're dark. No. 
Penelope is an abused child who gained extraordinary power and control over the community and civilization that uh, groomed her for decades. Yeah. And fair. held her under um, a drug lord's thrall for decades. Like, Penelope is not a character who had any opportunity to to do be- anything less evil than this, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, Penelope feels like a crafted villain. Yeah. A villain who I empathize with and kind of root for a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah, stab with the fork. Cute. Okay. She's also, unlike every other adult who is committed to the G&G thing, literally every other adult who is cultishly into this, Yeah. Penelope seems to have some grasp and command over this is a powerful story she's telling. This is a powerful yeah. game she's weaving. I like when she t- when she calls Jughead Hellcaster. It doesn't feel cheesy, like when literally every other single person calls him Hellcaster, to me at least. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, she is so bought into this world, which like is the fantasy world that she crafted murderously as a teenager while coping to cope in the, her disassociative, messed up life. Like the intensity and reality of G&G for Penelope, who is the first game master. She's the only character who has truly sold it to me as as believing it heart and soul. Interesting. Without it being a little bit hollow, a little bit empty. Mm. Chick, Hal, there's something I don't understand and don't empathize there. Those aren't characters I'm with. Those are characters that are I'm set against and who don't make enough real sense. They're supernatural forces. Penelope feels so human, more human than any villain we've had yet. And that's what yeah. that's what I loved here. That's yeah. what that hooked me. Yeah, this I, slow, intimate focus. I, I agree that that was all great. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I, it's not as bad the second time around. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I was so annoyed. I just don't like. It's a little too clean. Like I didn't mm. like the chick reveal was like, oh, someone in the writing room was like, oh, we'll bring back chick mm-hmm. rather than you know, like when a plot point gets revealed where it's just like so satisfying. Satisfyingly yeah. fits into everything. Yeah, like the like the Rubik's cube just like sort of solved itself suddenly. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't yes. get that good feeling from mm. this episode. F- yeah, fair. And mm. I think Riverdale did that very well in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tight craft and murder mystery. And two, actually. Yes, very different beast in two. Man, I want to go wa- rewatch that uh, Hiram's villain scene at the end of season yeah, two now yeah. and just clock. Who knows who in what way again? Uh, oh, yeah. Remember Miss Grundy? No, I specifically don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hal's disciple. Blech. The Red Dahlia, so good. Like, what a good villain name. Slowly woven in. Yeah. You know what it's based on, right? I'm blanking. I know the it's Black a reference. Dahlia, the Black Dahlia, the serial killer. Ah. I think she was a serial killer. Hmm. His name is Jason. I mean, Jason. I also believe the ways in which Penelope is messed up. Like that. She, like yeah, she lost her child. Yeah. Like. She's Cersei Light. To, to her husband, right? Her husband murdered her son. Her husband, who has been her grooming abuser her whole life. Yeah. Murdered her son. Like, if anyone in Riverdale actually has a right to burn it all down of her generation, um, 
But it's, like, I'm not thinking about all the random teenagers she murdered. I'm not thinking about Midge. I'm not thinking, which wasn't her. I'm not thinking about everything that she instigated in support of the Black Hood, either. Um, because that's the collateral damage. And we're, yeah. we're with characters who are potentially collateral damage of her rage. It's interesting. It is time. Um, God, that the power and grace, though. Yeah. That little. She's very commanding. As she stands and takes the room, um, I it didn't even bother me that she arbitrarily has all these minions. Like, yeah, where did the minions of... come from? <sighs> I guess from minion. Same minion way Cheryl man. got her. Her two armies. Yeah. Basically. Well, they're Tony's two armies now. Yes, and Cheryl is the general. Who led the... I who leads the volley. Tony is the president. Cheryl is the general. I can roll with that. Yeah. Checks and balances. Sure. <laughs> um, I would run if I were you. Oh. Yeah. Like... Bye. We had a villain that didn't feel... That didn't feel... Somehow Penelope Blossom felt less over the top and less propped up than Hiram Lodge, than the Black Hood, than any of the other villains that we face so far. Like, I believed she'd say the words coming out of her mouth. Yeah. And she still was a human who I met. Unlike, you know, Hal Cooper was erased and refilled with the Black Hood. He is something different and fresh. And the only yeah. way they could really explain that was deep psychosis. Can we talk about how sad Kevin is at the end of this episode? Yes, we can. Oh. Because... That's something I'm going to like less this time through. Treatment of Kevin and Fangs. Writing of Kevin and Fangs. Well, I'm I'm okay with it if Fangs isn't, like, dead. Yeah, if they can please stop killing Kevin's boyfriends. Yeah. That's baseline critical here. <laughs> yes. Um, did you clock, like... The fact that Kevin and Fangs seem to have started the relationship in that one Heather's number and never left it... <laughs> Uh, I didn't clock that, but Their you're right. Their entire relationship seems to be touching hands in that room? Well, I mean... For months? They were prom dates. They were junior prom dates. Yeah, sure, that counts. Not that we saw their promposal, rude mm-hmm. Riverdale. That or saw them slow dancing, or saw them holding hands, or kissing. Any indication that they're more than, more than buddies? They're on a buddy date, potentially? It's okay to show the children queer people who are men! Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know you don't f- not know this, Riverdale. You've just forgotten it right now. So, the the thing that bugged me the most about this scene mm. is that right next to Cheryl is the light switch! <laughs> it <she> doesn't turn <laughs> it on! I, um, it took me a, f- a moment to, cl- like, it took me a little bit to clock and put the pieces together of the horror Cheryl was seeing. I am not in love with the end scene Cheryl yeah, promise either. either. Either, either. That's not encouraging at all. Um, another queer character who needs love and doesn't get it this episode. Yep. I mean, she gets a little from Tony. Yes. But it's not just Tony's job. Mm-hmm. Support your friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, man, I'm just, I'm 15 minutes and the credits are finishing. I was like, what are credits even? Stylistically. Logistically. I don't. Anymore. I don't know. Yeah. In the old days, you used to get, like... Why am I telling you this? You know. In the old days, <laughs> it used to be a big deal. 
They might where not know. This, Gang might not know. Where did this person come from? What is the point? He is straight up just the mountain, though, he isn't is he? He is just the mountain. And I don't know, <laughs> Archie is not a character that would turn up in Game of Thrones and live very long. So this is just, like, dumb. Not again. I loved that not again. It was so self-referential. Yeah. <laughs> of how ridiculous. Yeah. Like... Veronica might do okay in game in Westeros. Betty would die, I think. I think Jughead yeah, Betty would, would go out in flames yeah. fast. Like Betty would take take some stuff down with her. Jughead might survive in very specific circumstances. Jughead would never be happy. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Archie would go down first fight. Archie is. Archie Ar- would not do well in Westeros. No. Cheryl, Cheryl would do fine in Westeros. Cheryl would get by. Penelope would do fine in Westeros. Penelope would be the Queen of Thorns. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Penelope yes. Is, the, is the Queen of Thorns here. <laughs> yes. Effie would, Which, I don't think, would survive Westeros. I'm here for a Marjorie Terrell. A pro- no, Cheryl would not be meek enough to play nice. No. Anyway. Game of Thrones comparisons aside. Well, remember the time we, like... Was the, first of all, this fight is completely boring. Yeah. And secondly, yeah. Um, yeah. remember that time we sorted them all into... into Harry Potter houses. I feel oh, yeah. like evaluating whether or not they survive Westeros is a similar exercise. <laughs> Fair points. That that could age well. I don't know what the story of Tony would be because Game of Thrones is fairly racist. Tony is one of the free folk in the North. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna, no, it's bad to. I'm not gonna extrapolate indigenous Westerosi culture. That's too complicated and out of my lane. Anyway, lots of bonfires, irrationally in the forest. Yes, very safe. Not safe in BC. Tell you that much for free. We're already almost on fire. We are on fire. There was smoke yesterday between us and the mountains. Oh, already? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a really bad smoke season. Yep. There were some stakes for us because Archie doesn't have any. Yeah. Um... Archie and Veronica's plot resolved last episode. Oh, I know. They're so Why just here. Doing this? Can't they just be friends? Reggie's a fun character. I want to see him mm-hmm. more. I was so delighted to finally be back with Alice from her perspective for just a little bit. It's been a, almost a season, but I've, like, we are here with Alice's perspective for once. And we're seeing Chad Michael Murray with her. Alice would do well in Westeros, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Edgar would not. Edgar would be like the fanatic for a hot second that the Red Lady takes one look at and sets a fire. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, I'm here for that. Edgar's Edgar's commune would have been would have been savage for food by now. Um, His type of charisma would not play well in Westeros. Yeah. I'm sorry, anyone who hates Game of Thrones in in the podcast. I'm trying to keep myself focused. Um, Cheryl. How do we feel about Cheryl's status and and role here? I, I love that Edgar tries to still tries to justify himself. Yeah. So does Alice know that they grave robbed her son also? And like, mm. does she know that? But they they didn't. Kevin's father is a lawman. Because she's been talking to Chick. Which she's been chick, talking though? to Charles. <laughs> oh, yep, right. she's only ever told that she to Betty. Up. Yeah, she knows what's up. Polly being fake dark Betty last time. Alice knows what's up. 
and I love it. Because Alice didn't I'm cult. I'm so relieved. What a good arc for that character. They they had me. <clears throat> yeah, they had me too. Now here's a challenge that actually has some punch to it. Yeah, this was cool. This was a game between Betty and Veronica and, and Penelope. Jughead and Archie are here for the ride. Jughead and Archie are only here because they need to be. <laughs> they they to be serve fair, no role. After the Sand Sisters and Marcella and the Princess of Dorne and Cersei, like this poison situation was kind of like meh. But in the context <laughs> of the show, really great. High stakes for the show. Yeah, I'm getting a better look at Veronica's dress. It's it's really lovely. I feel like the bolero kind of hides it a little. I feel like they could have lost the bolero. Yeah, but it's cold outside. It is cold outside. A matching I just layer. feel like it would have showed off the dress a little better. Although it's the same True. pattern, so maybe not. And they've given Betty that little fur thing. Yes. Also a bolero, just fur. Thank you. Actually, it might be long for a bolero. So many words that... A bolero is just a short jacket. It's a Spanish word, I think. Maybe it's Italian. I, I, bolero? Like, like the musical composition <laughs> <laughs> no but i also love that that is a maple syrup uh, bottle oh i didn't even clock that yeah um I, see the tension here wasn't is one of them gonna die for me the tension here was what's going to happen because i truly didn't know yeah and that's i true these characters didn't know either i yeah. i i didn't expect either of them to die i didn't expect either of these women to be damseled up in this way yeah but a slow acting tension poison and Penelope being present and playing this game with them, um, I was here for it. Like, yeah. Yeah. This scene really worked for me. The tension was not, are we going to die? The tension was these two friends Russian rouletteing back and forth. Yeah. Which is beautiful. I, yeah, I love that the, the, the lady friendship is, like, the relationship on the line here. That's really, like, sweet and meaningful. Thanks, Riverdale. And that there's no questions for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the both boys aren't like, steal. no, let me. Yeah, what, it, what would that noise even be? Yeah. <sighs> yep. And, like, and... even after several seasons of distance, there's no question that Benny and Veronica's friendship is what it is, yeah. which I like that we established that in season one. We haven't seen it as much as we could, but they go back to it and they don't forget it. Mm-hmm. They don't let it rot off screen, which is super important. Yeah, like this, the tension here is all them looking at each other, right? Yeah. I like it. Oh, and Veronica does such a beautiful thing when she thinks. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Aw. So good. Because we're pals. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of friends I do that for. <laughs> I hope I would do that for a few people. Hard to say until I'm, you're pulling a Russian roulette chalice, but... Yeah. It's true. This was a... Like, this, this showed us something strong and resolute about their relationship yeah. on screen. Solid code on Penelope, P.S. I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. the costuming. Sorry, Rudale gang. I'm, like, not really focused on the emotion. Everyone's very well-dressed this episode. You know, we each pick our details. Sometimes yeah. I just don't want to talk about neon lights. It's true. <laughs> Even then, you might not make it. Now, thoughts on what uh, thoughts on where Penelope is on here? Because she's nudging them along so steadily. Yeah, does she want them to succeed? Like, what's going on? And then kill them. Well, okay, but you have a gun in hand. Oh, this right? is Billie Eilish's song. That's why it's so familiar and beautiful. 
You know, it's funny, I saw the subtitle saying Billie Eilish's this song before the song started playing, and I was confused. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Billie Eilish, P.S., is 17. Oh, really? That is very young to be so good at making music. Dang, arts kids. Him, Lord. Oh my god, that's so Humans. boring. Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. Whatever. Sorry to be so negative, Riverdale gang, but like... Nothing happened with Reggie. My heart ached for you. Or something could have happened with Reggie and she could have moved on from it because saving yourself for the person you love is like not the only way to show love. The one the one thing this gives me is hope that we're not going to see any Betty Archie drama wank. Betty Archie drama wank. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's just something I don't want at all, at all, at all. And so if they keep varching it up, maybe they'll never get there. Maybe they'll never have the love triangle, is that what you're thinking of? Yep, maybe Lily Reinhardt will just keep doing amazing things with her stable, reasonable, intelligent boyfriend. Yeah. Who we may or may not murder. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a beautifully lit moment, by the way. Mm-hmm. This, like, dark and with the flashlight. That's really sweet. I liked that. Yeah. This episode was very visually well done. These last two episodes had endgame details for quality. Who was Patty Hearst again? I don't recall. It's a cultural. It's a. It's a cultural reference, like full generation beyond me. I'm going to look it up. Yes. Patty Hearst. I enjoyed seeing so many of the adults playing their power cards against each other at once. That was another thing that made this world feel very um, dynamic and interplaying for me. Oh, she was a cult person. A cult person. She was responsible for a kidnapping and a thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, no, it wasn't Manson. Okay. Anyway, Alice is not that. Yeah. Alice is an FBI informant. Yeah. Love it. I have who to... saves her grandchild and, and her, um... And who has to stay for Polly. Her, so good. Her cousin by marriage, marriage she doesn't like. Her... Family she doesn't like. Yeah, second cousin-in-law. The hunt second... is afoot. I love Nana how Tony's Rose. like, Nana Rose, just like, <laughs> you gotta back it up. <laughs> You're school chums. Tony is the one real human on this show. Yeah. Actually, you're not wrong about that. Also, love the old-fashioned telephone. So cute. Yeah, excuse me. Hold on a moment. I have to deal with my girlfriend who's in a cult. Yeah. Who's harvesting their organs. Thank you for this other weird stuff, Nana Rose. But one moment. One thing at a time. Um, so, um, this is shot in the dark in BC. Mm-hmm. Um, I did this event for many years when I was a girl guide slash girl guide leader called Night Hike, which is where you would go to Pacific Spirit Park mm-hmm. about 7 o'clock in the evening and you'd hike until 6 a.m. the next day. And you'd okay. do, like, different stations. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's their, like, fatigue tramping through these woods is so, like, is bringing up some memories mm. for me. <laughs> Nothing like this. No I axe think, fights? I think the worst that happened was hike. we made our leader crack an egg on her head. Okay. Or at one of the stations. <laughs> okay. That's better than an axe fight with... Yeah. Who doesn't want to be king? With Who doesn't want blood sacrifices made in their name? Like, oh, I love Chuck Hedge's okay. reaction. Like, wow, hey, bro. <laughs> yep. 
there's so much of the four kids kind of clocking. We're in weird land now. And just, there's so, there's so many great yeah. moments of people realizing how broken and weird everything is this episode. Get, think, think, there's a thing next to you. Why are we drawing mm-hmm, this out? We mm-hmm, know you aren't mm-hmm. going to die. Smack him with a bone. Yep. Nice bone smack. Also, Penelope, you planned this for months, and the most you could give these boys is fight someone. Yeah. I mean, finding finding the dude in the bear outfit was probably an effort. I'll give yes. I'll give her that. She went to Westeros. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna let this one go. She did set all of these perpetual fires burning. Like her aesthetic is on point. She yes. has got the That's creepy true. death hunt aesthetic down. Yeah. Now. I know it's maybe not priority, but I just clock that no one checks if Bear Dude or Chick are still alive. Like, that's so low on their priority list. Yeah. But you'd think they'd at least want to count their their kills at this point well, in life. the thing is, like, I don't think that, I don't think that, um, the CW is allowed to, like, show mm-hmm. teenagers, like, like, beating other people to death. Probably. Fair. Fair. My, if, that is my guess, at any rate. It's one of those Batman, if we don't show it, they're probably still just fine. Yeah. Details. We're just not dealing with this. Do, do, do. They overcame the obstacle. It was interesting after a season of such splits plot lines to see these four brought together again. Um, pro- possibly yeah. since, for the for the first time so in-depthly since the cabin, maybe. Oh. Yep. Tony and Cheryl... Peaches, way to way to be like. I know what the priorities are. There's a small baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's an elderly woman who is staying away from the fights. The baby goes to her. Yeah. Peaches and Cream is if Cheryl's the general. Peaches and Cream is top lieutenant. Also, that baby is so evidently fake. <laughs> it's like too fake. <laughs> oh, Nana Rose, so spectacular. Who's that actress? Is she local? I have no idea. I will also look that up. In the bizarre world of Thornhill. Yes, Tony! Yeah. Rally your army! Nice. Tony is somehow both the only real human and the only person with power comparable to a grown-up in this world, as they all become seniors. Apparently she has really good uh, Instagram game. Nana Rose? Yep. Yes! I love it! Barbara Wallace? Uh, Barbara Wallace. She's a theater actor. Lovely. Um, I don't think she's local. Hmm. Ah, well. She's great, though. Yeah. Very theater. We love you, Nana Rose. I have to be very careful of the internet, because I haven't seen the most recent episode of, you guessed it, Game of Thrones. That noise is dangerous, Chloe. You've got some watching to do. Hello, Black Hood. This is a resolution. I'm so over him. Just shoot his face off. And here we are. But but we get it. We get what we want here. I guess so. I mean, I'm cool with Betty not being the murder bullet. It fits Betty to me. Yeah, oh yeah, that's way better. And I'm also cool with Penelope just ending this, finally. Thank goodness. Like... Penelope's comfortable willingness to just dismiss with evil men. Oh yeah, that's fabulous. It's so great. Like, like her, her husband's evil twin, who we haven't even touched on at any point, who made no impact whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down for seeing you kill him, Penelope. Penelope cleans house. 
and I, 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 I'm just so here for her as a villain in that way. Yep. Yep. Everyone's like, she did it. I love that you like saw the bullet leaving the gun there. That was awesome. Yeah, they that left. They left no question of is this a blank. They left. They that was yeah. well done. So what did she shoot? Did she shoot his hook hand or his gun? She gun shot hand. his gun hand. Yep. Super smooth move, Betty. And then Penelope. Ah, oh, I love it. You are a terrible serial killer. I love it. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Whoa. Yep. And I love that they let Betty's reaction be complicated enough. Like, I hate my father so much. I'm nothing like him, but he's still my dad. Yep. And that Penelope gets to de- demonstrate a certain level of callousness and violence that is up to now so romanticized. Like, every murder this season has been so dramatic that just to execute a man with a gunshot to the temple has a very different feel to it. <clears throat> yeah. I love how Penelope is like, whatevs. I'm I'm bored with this game now. Yeah. So something about the way these kids run through the forest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's pinging some memory. This scene in particular. Mm -hmm. The way they're running. I don't know what it's... There's some memory from my life that this is bringing out for me. Anyway, it's fine. I wonder if there's some media nostalgia that they're trying to reference here, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I love that they just have bow volleys. Yeah. Like, how many how many gargoyles just get shot dead by Cheryl's fleet here? Like, this... Now, I'm, I'm also going to pause it. This dynamic slightly undercuts their final scene very slightly for me. Very slightly. Because a murderin's not such a big deal in Riverdale. So... True. So what's the, like... They've all killed. Yeah, everyone's killed murder at this juncture. <laughs> pretty close. Like, not everyone is a direct murderer, but they've all been pretty implicated. Some of them legally charged. Some of them, a lot of manslaughter. Cheryl's two gangs just murdered another gang, we're pretty confident. Like, the poisons did not stop at... Just shoot, like, the gargoyles are not coming anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Let's clock that. <laughs> Hooray! Finally! I'm over it. I wonder what shoes Betty wore for all of this. Mm. Slash what shoes Veronica wore for all of this. Yeah. Kevin. Thank you for not taking Kevin. Screw this you all a... for taking another boyfriend from him. Yeah. Boy, Kevin's healing arc better be good. Because. Yeah. Oof. And it's only that this boy has not been through the ringer any more than anyone else that 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 doesn't hurt. But ugh. so I don't have any parents again. Betty's like, Meh. oh yeah, oh wow, yeah. From like two to one to none to two to one to none to one to none. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Whiplash. Yeah. The framing is. This felt like a very interesting wrap-up to the um, the Jughead narration as yeah. well. Like, it felt like, and Jughead, the local leader of the town, making it all come together. Yeah. 
I don't like this scene, mostly because I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're hinting at, and I'm not sure where it comes from with Cheryl, or how this ties up with her scene. Um, yeah, like, is she just doing this for a sec before she puts him back in the ground, or was this, yeah. like, the beginning of... Also, dead bodies, two years later, do not look like that. No. P.S. <laughs> when they've been embalmed. Like, if she goes... If she builds a crypt for Jason in Thornhill, okay. I kind of want this scene to be a bit of a fake out. Yeah, if that makes sense. Be a fake out. Like, there's, there's, in my my home graveyard in my hometown, there's this Mm -hmm. huge mausoleum crypt style, like raised cask, just like one in the center, and it's, it's from a parent who that was their way of coping. They like spent wild amounts of money in the 1960s to build this large crypt thing for their child who died in an untimely Aww. young manner. And, like, that's what I... what That's what Cheryl's action brings to mind right now. Hmm. A longer and more complicated version of mourning. I hope that's where we're going and yeah. not creepy land. But I also will always give Cheryl benefit to, yeah, at this point. Oh, I'm so over this villain! Mm-hmm. His eye of power, even in the prison, is meh. But... Also, I mean, Hiram doesn't run federal prisons. Well. <laughs> Didn't. Does now. Is there a difference between a federal and a state prison? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Do we have that in Canada? Um, I believe it's a different structure in Canada with less direct division, whereas the U.S. has a, a quite significant federal penitentiary system that's separate from state penitentiaries. Oh, boy. Oh, um, right. I'm not quite sure. I don't think it's as clean a division in Canada. Are there municipal ones in the States? I guess that's just jail. a jailhouse. Yeah. yeah. Jail. Tiny yeah. prison. This surprised me. This also surprised me. Also, he's good looking enough that he's staying. You know what I mean? Like, yep, he's yep. got that, like, leading man look. They cast a Hollywood actor. Oh, yeah. They didn't just cast an, an extra. Yeah. 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 He's not a day player. Yeah. I was at him two towns ago. I kind of love that. So, who's taking care of Betty? Who's taking care of Veronica? What is this town? Well, we established who's taking care of Veronica. Smithers. Oh, right, we did. Betty's taking care of Betty. As it has been all year, because uh, no Charles one cares. I guess could take care of her. Yeah? I mean, she's a senior in high school. So many seniors. Like, Tony clearly does not have... Yeah. Like, Jughead, Jughead was homeless two years ago. Yeah. This town doesn't take care of children. This town hasn't even acknowledged all the child murders this year. Yeah. <sighs> Betty's taking care of her own. I I need these two characters to deal with the fact that they share a half brother. I think that's going to be a whole thing next season, and I'm honestly here for it. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to imagine this in real life. Mm-hmm. I found out that Jordan and I, Jordan's my partner, P.S. Mm-hmm. Hello, Riverdale gang, shared <laughs> a sibling. Surprise! God, I'd have so much talking to do with <laughs> our parents. Okay, yeah, never mind. But that would just be so weird. But, like, if your parents were broken and non-existent, take your parents out of the equation, because your parents aren't in the equation here, if you're Betty and Jug. Yeah, sorry, I'm distracted. Mm-hmm. If you're Charles. Yep. Uh, I love that Alice was actually talking to him. I love that he's actually dead. Yeah. 
Um, what the heck is up with Chick? What was the whole reveal plot last year? Did Chick make it all up? Yeah, because I that's mean, not actually that's not that's not fully okay. That's not fully okay. Also, that means that like when Alice turned her son away at the door, he didn't actually die. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But I like, don't know. and like, was Chick actually his roommate? How does that make sense to go to an FBI investigator in two years? Like, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much. Yeah. But, but I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, that's like the only plot I'm interested in at this point, to be honest. <laughs> well, I don't care what happens to Archie. And I don't care what happens to Veronica. In that context. Because yeah. they seem to be about themselves. But let's talk about this little promise. This hyper-stylized promise of closing scene. Much like last season, um, I... Man, he says dull like an American. <laughs> dull. Good dull. job. Spring break, senior year. Dull. Specific flash forward ahead. Specifically using the, the, the same format and structure of how, how to get away with murder. Season one yeah. was a group of kids burning clothes in the woods at a bonfire. I think this is very direct reference pastiche, and I think this... I'm, I'm interested. I'm curious to see how much they take from how to get away, get away with murder, and what this means for next season. Yeah. Um, I don't believe Jughead's dead. Yeah, Jughead doesn't, clearly Jughead doesn't die. I mean, And I don't maybe? think, I I think if he's dead, they didn't kill him. Mm, yes. Something else happened. The beanie, well, in the in the wonderful tradition of how to get, get away with murder, um, that show almost always has a fake out um, who's dead or who's the murderer at the end. So they end yeah. each episode of the season with a bit more of the flash forward, where they reveal a bit more. Um, but it is very, um, it is very much a buyer seat of the pants, by the seat of your pants, who's done, who done it, mm-hmm. where, like, I don't think there's much rewatch value to that type of film mm-hmm. for, for the shock, but I think it's one of the, one of few formats I've encountered where the shock and the discovery is often in sync with the, t- the telling of the how are we getting there story. They must have such a weird time. Doing these, like, we're laughing together, drinking milkshake shots. Yep. Wholesome memories. Wholesome memories. Oh, oh boy, gang. Oh, I guess it was better the second time around. I don't know why I'm so annoyed by this episode. <laughs> well, it wasn't the grandiose endgame we've gotten for two years. It was a very different endgame yeah. this season. I was sort of hoping we'd go back to season one, kind of. Kind of. Mm. In what In what ways? I I guess I want like season four of Buffy. I want like mm. maybe that's what we're about to get. But let, what's so great about season four of Buffy is they fight monsters mm. for three seasons, right? And then in season four they have to like fight their inner demons. Mm. Like I I'm a little like even though these aren't very deep characters, mm-hmm. and them fighting their inner demons like is not going to be deeply riveting Mm -hmm. i need the characters to do something other than all the adults are mean Mm, mm, yeah i mean they deserve well none of the characters like they've survived and tried to water this season everything veronica built did come back to her i think that's that's important to clock she built everything this season under false pretenses in a false fake situation can teenagers own property yeah 
I mean, probably not a liquor primary license. I know, but she's co-owners <laughs> with her mom, who's now also in prison. Ugh, I'm Maybe, exhausted. Yep. Yeah, or but, at least, sorry, being held. Um, nothing Archie mm. built this season feeds into what it was, obviously. But Archie running a drop-in community center? I don't get this. So Elevating Mad Dog? Yeah. I'm okay with those. Um, yeah. I'm here for more journeys of these characters being growing up a bit. And journeys of them, like, less less reacting to a surreal, supernatural disaster around them and more building a life. Yeah. Ra- a life outside of these death threats. Could be nice. Yeah. Um, the farm is still on the go. Penelope is still on the go. It's true. Hiram is still in jail. We've only actually eliminated the Black Hood and cracked open the G&G quest. Yeah. We've cracked through it, really. We've not fully resolved that, which is... I'm 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 surprised they managed to resolve that in a way that um, it's, it's dandelion fluff. If you, they didn't pluck the weed; they blew on the fluff and spread the seeds all over the field. That's quite a metaphor, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't uh, know that I feel strongly enough about this episode <laughs> to have a big metaphor like that. That's I'm fair. really over G&G. I never mm. liked the device. The one time I thought it was brilliant and great was the, mm-hmm. was the episode where they were playing their parents. Yes. I thought that was really fun. Fully but agreed. Otherwise, like, the creepy bus was kind of cool. The stuff with Jellybean was kind of cool. I'm ready. Otherwise, f- yeah. <sighs> I'm ready for it to really just be wide open as Penelope's cult. I, I don't... Yeah, great. <laughs> anyway... I don't know. I I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit disappointed. That's fair. But Betty had a great dress on, so it's fine. Yeah. That was a season, gang. That was a season. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think? Yeah, we have split opinions on that episode and I think we'll probably have some opinions percolating on the season once that sits a little bit. Yeah, this was a weird season. For me it this was. was a weird season. I think they I think they um there was, there was more swing and a miss this season than any previous season, mm. but they also took much bigger gambits. They they tried some gambits? much... Gambits? Do you yeah. mean gambles? Gambits of, like, risk everything, put oh, all of our... Oh, oh, sure. Put all of our eggs in this basket and throw the basket at someone. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, they... Not everything worked this season. I think as smoothly as past seasons. Um... I think a big part of that was how split the storyline was, because we were really following each of the four characters on very, very separate quests that didn't yeah. feel as cohesive <clears throat> as their separate quests in past seasons did. Um, they were they, they so often felt like they were running away from each other, narratively. And I did like how things were brought together in this endgame. Like, I, I, I accept the bow it was tied into, but... Um, I didn't feel the, like, three or four episode coming together with quite the same narrative pace and, and, and strength yeah, as past Yeah, that's seasons. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the season where um, they very aggressively jumped a shark, and they kept just skipping sharks all the way down. <laughs> um, that's true. There was a lot of sharks skipping. Like... A big, um... Sorry. <laughs> something that that really sold this last episode for me was the characters reacting with, wait, what? 
to the ridiculous things. Yeah, and, that, and all the that's reveals true. that were a little bit meta. That was the most grounding thing this show has given to me in a while. Interesting. You know, like Jughead's that's reaction was, in Chick's fight. There was a lot okay. of there was a lot of that kind of yeah, there was a lot of that kind of thing in the first season, actually. Mm. I like yeah. that I really liked. Yeah. Like Veronica almost looking directly at the camera and saying the plot thickens, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. At the risk of not packing the Bechtel, passing the Bechtel test or whatever it is that she says, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. That little um, that little layered um yeah. metatextuality. So best me. best episode this season, definitely the Heather's episode. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm gonna good. look forward to rewatching this one, I think. Uh, in a little while. Yeah. So gang. Um, a little bit about us, because we're done for the summer. Yeah. Now, unlike last year, we don't have a whole backlog for a season to go and yeah. rewatch. Um, we're also busy, confused, tired humans, so we will not be doing a full summer season this year. I want to prepare you for that. Yeah. For ourselves. There's going to be a big old break. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a couple of, like, one-off ideas that we may or may not get to. So, in lieu of a summer season, there may be some sporadic episodes, Mm-hmm. Um, these could include some more D&D, G&G. Um, the no I, G&G, I, just D&D. I could so bring the, the ghost of Hilton Doily into play. You could, but please, I don't want to drink poison. <laughs> Fair. Do you want to be Sabrina now that you know who she is? Yeah. Do you still want to play Sabrina? I do. <laughs> this could be interesting with two seasons of Sabrina behind us. Yeah, Sabrina's a pretty cool character. Yeah. Um... So we might do a little bit of that, and there might be a little interview or talk or metatextuality, something like that, or possibly a little season wrap-up reanalysis episode if we if we feel the need and the compulsion, and if we have things to say. If yeah. we have more to say to you. Um, we won't fill air this summer. Um, and we will be back next season for the premiere in September. Uh, we are 100% going to watch the premiere with you, gang. That said... We are not 100% sure what we're going to do next season yet. Yeah. Um, I'm moving into a career that is on call. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, and we've also been doing this for, what, a year, two years? A year and a half. year and a half. Yeah, and 56, 57 episodes or so. Yeah, which is awesome. I've been writing out like a little worn out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see what the summer does to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point in the summer, possibly in one of those interim episodes... We'll let you all know what our plans look like. Um, a couple of options on the table include, you know, just continuing the podcast as it is, um, doing monthly podcasts that are four-episodely, um, doing drop-in episodes. Um, we haven't figured out what our format's going to look like next year, but we promise we'll be back with you for the premiere to watch the premiere along. Uh, so s- see you at latest in September, gang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think last season premiered in October, so it might not yeah. be till October. Well, see you at, see you at latest at the premiere. Yeah. <laughs> at latest at the premiere. Have a wonderful summer. Yeah. Um. I look forward to checking in with you briefly, gang. Eat the rich. Get some sunlight. Get some sunlight. Um. Protect protect everyone's reproductive rights always. Yes. Because that's on fire right um, now. Um. Yeah. Um. Protect uh, your neighbors when they deserve no. Um, <laughs> protect um, protect the people in your life. Protect uplift the people in your life who are mm. marginalized. Take a class on how not to be a white poophead. As we as we are at times as we all are. Yes. And can learn not to um, through trial and error and our own emotional labor. Yes. Do your own emotional labor for yourself. What else do I wish for you over the summer? 
Smash the patriarchy. Um, yes, all of them. Mostly just get some sun. Please get some sun and don't die. Yeah. Our, our, our reasoning for next season might be we're fighting a revolution next year, Chloe. That's true. <laughs> Man, what a summer it's going to be, gang. Oh, Could be a Riverdale American, quality summer. This November, if we don't talk to you... <laughs> You have a choice between someone who literally started death camps and someone who doesn't do that. I don't feel like that's much of a choice. You'd think, you'd think, God, when did, when did Riverdale get to be the, the optimistic one in between these realities? I don't know. <laughs> the, I don't know. the hateful men are shot dead on Riverdale, gang. That's true! Let's hope- Penelope Blossom for president! <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke! On that note. <laughs> it's a joke. Better than what you currently have. Yes, it is. Um, also, uh, when Justin Trudeau calls an election, oh I, it's going to be a hot trash fire. Please vote Canada. I don't know how or what, but oh, oh my God. please come to the polls. I'm so tired of 50% of the people in this country deciding who the government's going to be. Yep. We all need to vote all the time in functioning in, and make our democracy slightly more functional because they're not, but they can be better. Yeah. They're not, but they can be better. So there's all, like, that's like all of the, that's just a summary of nothing to do with Riverdale, but all of our feelings from the last season about reality. Go follow Ashley Murray on um, Instagram, because oh, yeah. her Instagram content is just, like, so kind and uplifting and wholesome and sweet and fun. Hey, that's that's one other thing I would love to commit to. You don't have to. I, I'm throwing this at Chloe. I would love to podcast uh, a little bit about Katie Keene once it's open. Sure. Not in a serial way, but I want to give some comments. Whether If we're podcasting serial next year, we'll probably talk a little bit about Katie Keene, much as we talk about Sabrina. Yeah. Um, if not, I'm definitely going to gonna give some feels about that show. I have no idea if Thunder Quack is going to be launching a dedicated Katie Keene podcast, but we will see. The, spin -off, the, third, the second spinoff is usually pushing it just a bit, but yes. who knows? Is Sabrina really a spinoff, though? I mean... It was kind... I. It feels that way, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know if it's a spinoff so much as, like, just a parallel universe. Yeah, it's a, it's same creative team. Yeah, that's fair. It's not quite a spinoff. It's just so almost a spinoff. Yeah, a spin-adjacent. Hmm? All right. I'm out of thoughts. I'm out of thoughts, too. This has been the Riverdale Gang. Gang, thank you so much for staying with us for this whole season. Yeah. It's been a weird season of Riverdale. <laughs> it's been up and down. I've been out of town. I've been in town. Ryan's been out of town. He's been in town. He's been in tech. He's been, you know, it's been a lot. It's been an adventure, but it's been super grounding once a week, give or take, with a few breaks to um, ramble some opinions and media theory and queer theory and critical content and commentary about this hot piece of trash, this dark sugar trash that I really have enjoyed watching. Yes. <laughs> Correct. All right. Happy summer. Stay alive. Do your best. Bye for now, gang. <laughs>